I'm just delighted today, ladies and gentlemen, to share the latest book uh, that I have produced, or rather co-produced. You notice there are two people pictured on the cover. Cover, there is <clears throat> uh, yours truly at the left, uh, uh, and uh, at the right is um, his friend, my friend, Shahid Alam, who we've been friends for 13 years. Here's the title of the book, Experiences of Artist Shahid Alam, conveyed in lyrical poems by Martin Bidney, with 99 calligraphies by Shahid Alam. This is really an astonishing thing. You open it up at random, and look, for every poem on the left, there'll be a calligraphy on the right. Magnificent, dramatic, and uh, art treasures, every one of them. I was astonished. I, uh, I uh, compiled this little uh, collection of lyrics, 99 of them. Uh, the, that's the uh, name. Uh, that's the total number of the names of Allah, which appears in the which appear in the Quran. And uh, uh, then I asked him, how would you like to do keyword calligraphies? That is, beautiful writing, which is not only a masterpiece of, of a drawing with a, uh, a reed and, and black ink, but in addition to that uh, is um, a, a, a painting, a painting and a writing, which anyone can read who reads Arabic or Urdu. My uh, my friend's name, Shahid Alam, uh, means witness of the world in Arabic. Uh, Ar there's a lot of Arabic in Urdu, his native language, which, which he spoke in uh, Lahore, in Pakistan, where he lived. Uh, his, he spent his childhood there and left at age 21, and now he's 71, and celebrates his uh, um, 50th anniversary, or jubilee year, as he calls it, uh, of, the, uh, uh, of his residency in the new homeland that he found, which is in Germany. He lives in the city of Stolberg. It's a, it's a small town uh, near uh, Aachen, where Charlemagne lived, and uh, we have uh, several times visited the, the chapel of Charlemagne, which is both cozy and grand, because it's very, very high, but crowded with paintings. Anyway, so now we're ready to sample the poems. I thought I would just give you uh, a sense of, of how it works. Uh, what he did was he said things to me over 13 years, and I always have my, when I'm with Shahid, I always have my uh, uh, notebook out, and I would take notes. Then I would go home and write up poems, and he he liked that. He thought that uh, the poetic form improved the utterance, and uh, he even said that it ennobled it. So uh, I'm very happy about that. Um, when uh, Shahid uh, left Lahore, left Pakistan, uh, he he traveled, as I say, to Germany, and. Uh, uh, experimented with various jobs. Mainly he wanted to get an advanced education and they would allow him to do that for free in Germany. Uh, we don't uh, have quite such generous terms in, in England or in America. And all he had to do was learn German, which for a man like Shahid with a great gift for language was no problem at all. And we mostly speak in German. He mostly spoke to me in German, sometimes in Urdu, sometimes in English. He'd have to translate the Urdu. Uh, and uh, uh, then I would have materials for my poems when I got home and, and uh, uh, reshaped my notes. Uh, here he is spending some time uh, abroad in Germany as a teacher of uh, um, teenagers. And here in poem number two, he tells of a tour. This is called Shahid Tells of a Tour. 
I took my students, more than forty-five, to Greece, and at a fenced-in vineyard thought I would inquire if any of them felt perchance they might desire to look around and try the ripened fruit, release a bit of tension, simply make themselves at ease. Are we permitted? Well, we'll ask. The vintner cried, Of course, enjoy. I know you'll be well satisfied. In Athens, near a church again, I seemed to tease. A wedding party had arrived. The bride and groom were ready. Might I ask if you could make some room for us? Of course, come in. We're thrilled. They even lent permission to attend the party, stand in line to kiss the bride, Stay open-hearted and define your life by opportunities. They will be sent. That's a nice heartening way, right near the beginning of the book. And now, you know, problems arise as we grow up, and Shahid tells about how to deal with this. Uh, this is number three in the book, and it's called Shahid Tells of the Jinns. They are the mischievous, prankish fire spirits. They can really get on your nerves. Uh, here's the poem. Until I reached fourteen, the jinns had often made me suffer. Sister, brother, they would leave alone. More vivid, though, to me, their dreadful strength had grown. They'd make me say their words. My mother, unafraid, because in knowing me so well, she'd comprehend that I was not myself when telling Jin desire, applied the helpful wisdom that her mother'd lend, and seven pepperoni chunks. In glaring fire she threw, they flared and popped and smoked and wafted spice. No more would ever Jin possess me or entice. They'd push and bully, all compelling arts applied, yet powerless remained when once they'd been defied. I'd muster up my will. The force that came to me would make them all give in. I'd gain the victory. This is one of the most fun books I ever wrote. It's entertaining all the way through. Here's a very strange, surprising thing. I loved it. But it came at me, or rather toward me, from a great distance, and I thought long and hard about it. Listen to this. Shahid tells of constant bonds. I thanked him for the meal, the fish and rice, and he replied, You served me fifty thousand years ago. I recognize the debt and honor it, and so... Preparing food for you this morning pleases me. I look within a feeling's depth, and then can tell how many thousand years behind that feeling rest. Then came remembered song in manner tenderest. How many times are we reborn, and then as well how many times we'll die, the faithful bond will grow. We won't be separated. Suddenly a thought flashed back that I had from our conversation caught. I'd asked, those marvel spices on the table, did 
they help you make the meal just now? He answered, No. But things we like indeed to see should not be hid. You can see what, what I think most, uh, more than half the fun of writing these is that I could never have written them myself. Th that is in, would have been impossible. And, and this one, too, uh, utterly distinctive to the person of my friend. Listen to this, poem eight, Shahid Tells of Greece. He took some of his students on a trip to Greece. You can do things like that uh, fairly easily in Europe from one country to another because uh, the, the countries are r rather smaller uh, than many of our states. So here we go. While visiting the Delphic Oracle, I wore wool trousers, heavy leggings, warm, and winter coat, above a long-sleeved shirt and sweater. You should note... The students needed only shorts and t-shirt, for the days were sunny and the temperature high, though I was chilly every day. The group discerned the pallor of my skin, while August heavens burned an oddity I couldn't well explain, but I was troubled by the overpowers, who complained that swarming, trivial-minded tourists greatly pained the gods who had been conquered, now insulted, too. I felt the problem for a month, and no one knew what seeming comic thing was happening to me, but visited, I heard them speak, and I could see. Um, Shahid is a Sufi by uh, background. His grandmother was one. Her favorite saying was, read the Quran that is within you. And so here Shahid is telling of a Sufi saying. Muhammad claimed, from every tomb on Judgment Day, three score and ten the thousands of the souls that will arise. Reincarnation faith may this fulfill but might the holy metaphor have more to say? God's never manifested in the self-same way. But every shape he'll show will always make anew. The spirit who'll receive the all-revealing view is differently prepared and bringing into play the understanding that in higher station he had since achieved, now even more transformed, will be a different soul. The Lord is daily on a task that he, creator, changes hourly, momently. If we reply to him as he'll appearing ask, three score and twice five thousands of new souls are we. This ties in with the uh, thinking of uh, uh, Sufi master Ibn Arabi from the Middle Ages. Uh, he maintained that, that God 
acts in nanoseconds and never does the same thing twice. If you want to keep up with God, you have got to get up early in the morning. Oh, here's one I love. I absolutely love this, since I'm a writer and this is about writing. This is called Shahid Tells of Reading Stories. I taught fine arts a while, and in that high school I'd be asked to tell a story. And I'd bring a book. The hearers would be so intent, and they would look so happy that they'd make me glad I had complied. Grades 9 through 12, I'd suit the story to their youth, and turn the pages not too fast. They'd concentrate. Absorption in the narrative would not abate, and daily they would want to hear some more in truth. If anyone desired to hear a tale again, I'd think a minute to consider it, and then reply, I never tell a tale a second time. When that would happen, curiosity would climb quite high until by urgent puzzlement bestirred a pupil looking in my book found not a word. In that same spirit, here's a, another one that I truly loved writing. This is called Shahid tells of a Sufi movie. And I've, I've written a little two-liner introduction that somehow came to me before I began. Your melodies in sleep so long in had lain, I on the door had knocked and gave awakened tunes to you. A woman lived within a cheerful seaside home with loving husband, lovely children, and the rest of what in happy marriages we think the best. Yet in the dawn she'd go, and in the evening gloam, to stand upon the coast and longing gaze afar, believing that the man she waited for one day would come, and in his boat would take her, and away they'd go, not knowing aught, yet taught by hidden star. A handsome man had sailed the seven seas, for he believed a lady was awaiting him. He came to where the woman that we speak of stood. No shame afflicted her when she decided readily. She went to where her husband sat, he saw and said, I give you to yourself in freedom. And she stayed with him forevermore. The present he had made, the freedom gift, her soul accepted, newly wed, That movie is quite a sermon, isn't it? I love it. Oh, this is an episode from his childhood. Things happened to him which don't happen in places like the ones I live in, so it's such a treat, the novelty of it all. No guests within our home will mean no angel there. 
a Sufi teaching told. In childhood, on the street where we quite poor were living, I would daily greet a black-robed beggar. He'd come suddenly. From where? From empty air he would appear. He held a bowl, and I, a boy of ten, would fill it every day with food my mother gave me. Then the man would say, Become the slave of Allah. You will know your soul. The holy man was so enwrapped in black that I could never glimpse the face of him. I ceased to try. I took his image and the words to be the guide that strange, uncanny powers kindly would provide. My masters later told me his identity. It was an angel that you fed, they said to me. Oh, this is an important one. Shahid's parable of two brothers. About the lower and the higher man I learned this morning. When he saw me playing in the street, my brother called me to his room. He thought I'd earned a swift rebuke. He called me to his room. The heat of anger in that spirit so infernal burned, he slapped my face, and every finger of his hand impressed a mark of red. That I might understand yet better, anger in his tone, he quickly turned toward me with a harsher stare and said, Now slap yourself. I did. And now... A louder-voiced command. Not hard enough! Again! I did. You see the gap between us. He, two decades older, was the kind in whom a future executioner you'll find. I, eight years old, resolved I'd leave my fatherland. He prepared for that till age 21. Oh, oh, that's an enervating thing to read, but don't you think very important? Very important. And now, very near the end, this is next to last. They're all rather short, aren't they? They're mostly sonnets. I love to write sonnets. They're concise. The rule is only 14 lines. Never a word more. Uh, it keeps you from rambling, doesn't it? And now we'll have number 25, which is called Shahid's Parable of Glass. I don't give, uh, or rather, I give him the titles. He didn't give me any titles for anything. But I think that he tells parables, like that parable of the two brothers. They could have been from other parable uh, tellers, the famous uh, Hasidic rabbis, or uh, most famous parabolist, or parabolist, Jesus. When I, at age 11, fell in love, how great that fall. 
Before it happened, I could yet recite three paras, ninety pages of Quran. Delight within the hearer's eye would shine, would radiate. When I would speak the lines, upon a sheet of glass, I'd view them and would read. But when I fell in love, I saw it break. The overpowers from above withdrew it, made the youthful days forever pass when I would go to mosque that I might gladly read the known Koran, for love had newly shown to me that heart's Koran I could recite and live and see. One scripture line alone might now consider to be the comfort and the healing doctrine I must heed. My God and yours are one. Most holy melody. Of course, there he quotes from the Quran. He couldn't understand. He could recite the Quran by the time he was eight years old, but but he could not uh, understand it. It was in Arabic, and uh, although there are Arabic words in Urdu, wasn't enough to enable him to follow it. Uh, and finally, his father gave him an Urdu Quran, but that. That didn't seem to have the magic of the original, and it wasn't until he went, got to Germany and found a Koran translated into astonishingly good German by the language genius Friedrich Rückert uh, that finally he felt the spirit of that scripture. And now I'm going to give you the last poem. It's, uh, it's called, it's also less than a page, uh, it's called Shahid's Dream. My friend has told a dream about our freedom and our fate. Your train of life's arrival time, how early or how late, so ever it may be, at its direction you'll select, and if your choice be right, right destination will await. The trip in speed and mercies, grandly planned and all correct. The journey is a mirror where your features, your features you'll detect. He said, I picked my destined train, and sudden on a chair. The beauty goddess I could see, resplendently bedecked. No deeper sleep was ever slept than hers. With friendly care, the angels kept their vigil. With their fans they cooled the air. So she in dream was comforted, her garment red and green, with golden-broidered borders softly shone. Her feet were bare. With henna they were painted. When she smiled with gentle sheen, her lashes fluttered quiet in caressing breeze. The keen delight of beauty gave the train a pause that I might pour upon her form more closely, for the like was never seen. The world-revealing trip a train of consequences bore. I learned when I, with angels, might her holy face adore? That beauty to the maker of our being is the gate. The names of him are beautiful. Amen forevermore. <laughs>